When the spirit dies, but the dead live, the dark god of the night is a beast. <laughs> Stage 49, item 30. Dracula by Bram Stoker. Dramatized for radio by George Salverson. Starring Lorne Green as Count Dracula. And Alan King as Jonathan Harker. Produced and directed by Andrew Allen. With an original musical score composed and conducted by Lucio Agostini. George Salverson's adaptation of Bram Stoker's Dracula. This is the journal of Jonathan Harker. Should any read, convey its warning to those who will believe and act, and convey it to those who mourn me, for I have written my last word. Transylvania, May the 4th, 1897. A day of a strange, wild journey to carry me on my mission. Is travel among these motionless mountains and long sleeping castles always pursued so recklessly, so desperately? Are Slovak driver lashing his horses, the coach for Bukovina rocking and bouncing, the passengers crying for more speed? More quickly, more quickly, the dancing <laughs> Crying for more speed as darkness is near, and watching me with eyes that are somehow troubled. Obviously, you are the Englishman. The Englishman? Yes, I am English. In Bistritz, when we took the coach, there was much attention on the Englishman. But why, sir, is it so remarkable to be English? I do not know why. But I can tell you that this wild country, the ancient battleground of Bulgar and Turk, is not only a melting pot of races, it is a melting pot of all the world's superstition. And it is sometimes remarkable what an Englishman will do. There's nothing remarkable in what I am doing. I represent a completely respectable firm of London solicitors. I am here to perform a service for a client. And who is this client, sir? A Count Dracula. <gasps> Driver, more quickly! Am I to find him? Must we travel through these potholes as though the devil were after us? Tradition would have it. These roads should be never repaired, lest the Turk consider it a warlike action. Herr Englishman, it is the eve of St. George's Day, is it? Oh, yes, of course. Do you not know at midnight all evil in the world holds faith? Do you know where you go, Herr Englishman? I do not understand you, sir. Our friend has had his say. You, sir, are from London and I from Prague. I fear we find these people amusing. They seem to be afraid of me. I don't know why. The Count will have his carriage meet the coach at the entrance to Borgo Pass. Then I leave you to perform certain services for the Count of Castle Dracula. Driver! I know, I know! I cannot understand this bone-shattering speed. Perhaps our fellow passengers fear the dark. Or perhaps the devil is after us. Darkness, with the feel of the mountains hiding in it. A long, hard climb toward Borgo Pass. The horses walking and my bones aching. Campfires near the road. Gypsies. I am going to walk a piece. What are you doing? I'm going to walk while the hill has slowed us down to a reasonable pace. I forbid it. I am responsible. I permit you to leave the coach. The wolves, the wolves are savage here. Those gypsies don't seem afraid. I forbid it. Oh, very well. Oh, a strange 
soldier passes in the night. He believes only what he sees. Will he see what he cannot believe? <laughs> there is the road. There goes Borgo Pass. You see, there is for you no carriage. The arrangements were very precise. The Herr Englishman is not expected after all. Stay with us to Bukovina. Come, let us wait no longer. We came at such a speed, I am sure. You are early tonight, coachman. <gasps> the, the Herr Englishman was in a hurry. That is why I suppose... You wished him to go on to Bukovina. That is a strange-looking fellow when he smiles, those sharp white teeth. Herr Englishman, if you must do this, take this, this crucifix for your mother's sake. Wear it, and God go with you. The coach with its frightened passengers swept into the darkness on its way to Bukovina, leaving me with the stranger who had so suddenly materialized. Without a word, he motioned me to a carriage which stood silent in the shadows. As we drove upward through the pass, the cry of the wolves followed us until midnight found us in the courtyard of a vast ruined castle from whose tall black windows came no ray of light. The silent coachman set me down, drove away, left me in the darkness before the massive iron door. And there I waited, waited, and waited until... Welcome to my house. Enter freely and of your own will. Count uh, Dracula? I am Dracula, and I bid you welcome, Mr. Harker. Yes, thank you. The door is very effective. It once frustrated a Turkish army. It uh, wouldn't do to lose the key, would it? Come, sir, it is late, and my servants are not available. Let me see to your comfort myself. His servants. I wondered if the servants existed as I followed along the passage, up a great winding stair, and down the stone floor of another endless passage. Even Dracula's silent coachman was Dracula. You will, I trust, excuse me that I do not join you at supper. But I have dined already. I quite understand. Oh. Even in here, the sound of the wolves. Listen to them. The children of the night. What music they make. Music? Ah, sir. You dwellers in the city cannot enter into the feelings of the hunter. Dracula smiled. The firelight leaped and fled about the ancient room from the bright red lips, the sharp, white, pointed teeth. I dropped my eyes to his hands. The nails were long and pointed. I remembered as he greeted me how strong they were and how cold. I became aware of something else. I pushed my food away. My God, his breath! Now, tell me of London and the house which you have procured for me. Uh, yes, uh, well, it's in a, a suburb, Perfleet, and it's called Carfax. It contains in all some 20 acres, heavily treed, surrounded by a solid stone wall. 
There are very few other houses close at hand, uh, one being a large mansion now used as a private lunatic asylum. And the house? Carfax? Much as you requested, very large of medieval times, including an ancient stone keep attached to an old chapel. Good. I myself am of an old family. To live in a new house would kill me. I understand, but really, Sir Carfax is little better than a disused dungeon. I belong to the past. A past of brave races who fought as a lion fights for lordship. The Huns, whose fury swept the earth till the dying peoples thought the werewolves themselves had come, that in their veins ran the blood of those old witches who, expelled from Scythia, mated with the devils in the desert. Fools! What devil or what witch was ever so great as Attila, whose blood is in these veins? But you will forgive me. I have kept you until morning, and you are tired. May the 12th. Many days here, and somewhat amused at my first emotions, for the Count is an interesting, if unusual, person. He seems to be away all day, but through the night he has questioned me closely about England, about banking and shipping procedures and has obtained the names of various solicitors who might assist him in his proposed move. <laughs> Tonight, for the first time, the Count has not appeared. The yellow moonlight almost dims the lamp by which I write. How strange! A London solicitor, by this window which overlooks a thousand-foot cliff, in this room of ancient beauty, alone. <laughs> alone? Yes, for there are no servants here. This must once have been the room of a great and beautiful lady. I almost imagine I hear... Darling. Who's there? Our most desirable guest. Where are you? Here. Shall I come more closely? Now, do you see me? Yes. I want you to see me. It is lonely here. I cannot imagine you could be lonely. But I am. You are so young, strong, handsome. Forgive me. I seem unable to get up. Perhaps you are sleeping, dreaming. Yes. Yes, I must be. Yes. Dreaming of love, perhaps? A dream, a vision from some forgotten age. One dreams of love and longs for love. Yes. No, I have a love. And what is she called, your love? She, Mina, Mina. Mina! Shall I come nearer? I... Yes. Has she hair like this, your love? Yellow like the moonlight. Would you like to touch? Yes. And I lean over you. So, touch it, if you like. I... I can't. Has she eyes like these, your love? So dark. 
almost rubies. Healthy lips like these. Rich, rich, red. And her smile, my love. The whitest teeth. The sharpest. Would you like me to kiss you? I... Yes. Then I yes. will. I will. Let me show you love you never dreamed. First, my lips to your throat. <laughs> my sisters. Beautiful. Beautiful. Are my sisters impatient? Go on. Yours is the right to begin. He is young and strong. There are kisses for us all. Yes. Kisses for us all. Ah, how dare you touch him? How dare you when I had forbidden it? Beware how you meddle. You yourself never loved. You never loved. Yes. I too can love. When I am done with him, you shall kiss him at your will. Now, Go. I must awaken him, for there is work to be done. Are we to have nothing for tonight? Yes. <laughs> I have awakened in my room a sweet horror in my heart, some grim desire I dare not confess to myself. Why do I remember tales of the vampires who sink their sharp, white teeth daintily and drink? Fiend! 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 A woman in the courtyard! Fiend! Monster! Give me back my child! But a child! My God! My child! My child! Give me back my child! That cry, a wolf... An animal? Why does it sound like... Like... Dracula? Go back to your grave! What is she saying? The wolves! That cry and the wolves are coming out of the forest! I must get out there! I must help her! You had her blood! Now give me my baby! My door! Locked! My God! He rules the wolves! Give me my child! My child! <gasps> My door is opened again. But though I've tried all the day, there is no escape from this part of the castle. No way but the windows and the cliff. At nightfall, heartsick, I was shaving, using the mirror from my traveling case. Well, my young friend, <gasps> Mr. Harker. I, I did not see you behind me. I cut myself. Blood! Blood on your face! What? What are you doing? Blood on your face! Your hands! Take away your hand. My throat. What is this you wear on your breast? What? A gift. A crucifix. This mirror is the wretched thing that has done the mischief. Foul vanity away with it. Our business will be completed tonight, Mr. Harker. Tomorrow, I go to England. 
If you care to listen at the window, you may hear when the mirror strikes the stones below. You may. He smiled with his sharp white teeth. What manner of being is this who, in a mirror, has no reflection? The Tsiganya in the courtyard, the gypsies. If I could reach them, I might be saved. There is one door I haven't tried, the door to his quarters, Dracula's. gypsies are leaving, taking him. Write it. Night coming, write it. Someone may read and find him. May the 30th, my last entry in this journal. I have sought every way of escape. There is none but the windows of these quarters which overhang the terrible cliff. I entered the Count's rooms. A door led me to a deep stairwell, down to a ruined chapel, down to dark vaults of dusty coffins. No way out. Then there was the smell Old earth newly turned, and boxes, large boxes like coffins, half filled with the earth. Fifty of them, I counted them, with earth new dug from the graveyard floor. Now I know where he spends his daylight. Now I know what he is. For in the last box, I found him. Dracula. In the coffin, alive or dead, I could not tell, but red burning eyes opened fastening on me. His youth seemed renewed, the cheeks fuller, the white skin, ruby red underneath, the mouth redder than ever, the flesh swollen, and from the corners of the mouth trickling over the chin and neck, gouts of fresh blood. He lay like a filthy leech, exhausted with his repletion, this was the being I was hoping to transfer to London with its teeming millions. I see it's a shovel left by the gypsies. I raised it to strike at that hateful face, and it turned, turned as the eyes blazed hatred at me. My limbs weakened. The shovel fell, catching the forehead, and I fled. When I heard the gypsies in the vaults, removing the dreadful boxes, I tried to return. They had locked me out, locked me in. I know they work. They're in his pay, filling his coffins, transporting them to the sea, where the work I have done will bring the vampire who breeds vampires to my home. What am I to become with those others waiting? The gypsies are leaving. I am alone with the living dead who by day return to the earth of their own graves. And night is coming. I will choose the cliff. My beloved Mina, I will never see you again. May the 30th, the last entry, on the last day of Jonathan Harker. The precipice is steep, 
But God's mercy is better than that of those monsters. This, then, is your little patient, Doctor. Yes, Dr. Van Helsing, but asleep. Asleep, Dr. Van Helsing. Quite a simple case, Dr. Van Helsing. To awaken the boy is no need. No, certainly. He was found on Hampstead Heath this past September 29th. Quite a simple case, Dr. Van Helsing. His color, it is good. Nourishment, Dr. Van Helsing, nourishment. A simple case. Hardly justifies a journey all the way from Amsterdam by such a noted philosopher and scientist, Dr. Van Helsing. I read of this and the other children in your papers. When found, he was so white, so bloodless? Uh, quite so. Simple case. Now, please to remove the bandage from the throat. Yes, as you wish. Ah, you see? Ah. The two tiny wounds. Simple case, Dr. Van Helsing. Uh, please, what is it that is so simple? Malnutrition and anemia, sir. The parents deny it. Nonsense, Dr. Van Helsing. And this lady is so beautiful of the newspaper stories? Oh, tut, sir. The beautiful lady who lures away the little ones in the night. <laughs> Journalistic tummy rot, sir. The wounds? For them, how do you account? Scratches, Dr. Van Helsing. Scratches. Your interest flatters me, sir, but I cannot account for the honor. Uh, Dr. Vincent, there is so much for which we cannot account. In August, I have come to London to fight such an illness as this. It was of a fine young friend of mine, a dearly beloved fiancé, a most sweet lady. He, my young friend, is a doctor as well. You may know him, Dr. Seward. Dr. John Seward. He is a student of mental disorders. I believe he has a private asylum at Perth. The same. And what was the outcome of the case, sir? With our knowledge, our science, we were babies. She died. A pity. The cause? The cause. That I should wish to know. Anemia, Dr. Van Helsing? Her blood, it was as rich as her youth. She died, somehow, of losing her blood. <laughs> she weeps and weeps without end. Lord, love you, Dr. Seward, old Minnie. Don't feel nothing, I'm thinking. No, Swales, you're wrong. She feels nothing but all the world's helpless, horrible sorrow. So many years had held her silent. When she began to weep, I had hope for her. Yes, years of staring, now another ten of sobbing. When did she start? August 13th, it was, Dr. Seward. How are you so sure? It was the night old Renfield gave up his pets and turned so violent-like. How do you remember that? I... It was the first night that your poor Miss Lucy... Oh, yes. How is Renfield tonight? Still quiet with his pets at his been since the, uh, the, uh... Since the what? The... The funeral, sir. What? Dr. Seward, sir, I... Don't you, uh... Haven't you? What is it, Swales? Old Renfield, he's been asking to see you, but I didn't like to disturb you. What with... What with all your trouble... By all means, I'll see him, any of them. What else have I now? If it were me, I'd be finding my consolation by the pint. A pity you've nothing but lunacy. Open the door. I'll call if I need you. Yes, sir. 
Oh, Mr. Renfield, you wish to see me? Ah, uh, yes. Yes, indeed, Doctor. I have the temerity to beg your indulgence. A very great favor, Doctor. Should I be permitted to guess? Your little colony of sparrows has exhausted your supply of string to maintain their faithfulness to their master? Ah, uh, no, sir, no. You misapprehend the significance of my future projects. Then how may I help you, Mr. Renfield? A kitten, sir. A kitten? Well, that would be rather irregular, Mr. Renfield. I gave you sugar to catch your flies. What became of your friendly little flies? Oh, they all flew away. Then somehow you collected a handsome family of spiders. Did they fly away? Possibly, possibly. Now, by some skill of your own, you've enticed this goodly collection of sparrows. Have you tired of them, by chance? A harsh accusation, Doctor. A harsh accusation. Now you ask for a kitten. Mr. Renfield, where is all this going to end? A kitten. A nice little sleek, playful kitten that I can play with and teach and feed and feed and feed. I'm afraid I'll have to think it over. Begging your pardon, Dr. Seward, but the old gentleman from Amsterdam is asking for you. Dr. Van Helsing? That's him, sir. Van Helsing in England? Why? A kitten, sir. A kitten to play with and feed. Ah, my so loyal young friend, how is it with you? As well as can be expected. Such a terrible thing, one does not quickly forget. What brings you to England? This. Westminster Gazette? You turned journalist? No, no, my friend, read. Read here. The Hampstead Horror? Really, Van Helsing? Read, read. We have just received intelligence that another child was missed last night. It was only discovered late in the morning under a furze bush at the Shooter's Hill side of Hampstead Heath. The child was terribly weak and quite emaciated. When partially restored, it told the now familiar story of being lured away by the beautiful lady. Doctors noted the same tiny wounds in the throat. Well... What do you think of that? It, it's like Lucy's. And what do you make of it? Make of it? Make of it? How should I make anything of it? If I could make anything of it, Lucy would not... You mean to tell me, friend John, that you have no suspicion as to what poor Lucy died of? Must we go on discussing what she died of? She died, she died, she died! Ah, my poor friend. I beg your pardon. She died of nervous prostration... Following on great loss or waste of blood. And the blood, how lost or waste? Haven't we maddened ourselves enough trying to solve that fantastic riddle? You are right. Night after night, the loss of blood. And the throat wounds, it could not have been lost thus for Where then was the blood? Nowhere. No, nowhere. Can't we forget it? You're clever, friend John. But you do not let your eyes see that which is outside your daily life. Can you tell me, for example, why in the pampas there are bats? which come at night and open the veins of cattle and suck them dry? Good God. Do you mean to tell me that Lucy was bitten by such a bat? No, friend John. What I know is this. Our knowledge, our science, left us like the babies before this terrible thing. So for this past month, I have had resort to mythology, to the dark, whispered memories of humankind. This only supplies the answer and points the way to a grim battle which you and I must fight. I fail to understand you. First, I must give you proof. Proof. Tonight, you must come with me. All right. But where? 
to the tomb. Tomb? Tomb? What tomb? Lucy's. Lucy's? Dr. Seward, sir, Mr. Renfield, he's turned violent again. Hi, Van Helsing. Friend John, I throw my reputation, my reason upon your mercy. Let me give to you proof. Please, sir, he's broken out, and he's in a dangerous mood. What? Oh, yes, I, I'm coming. Friend John, you know me. Yes. Ah. Dr. Seward. I'm coming. This way, Dr. Seward, by the gate to old Carfax. I hear that. What's he started? Took after two men coming out with a carrier's cart. Don't understand this. What manner of disorder is it, this poor man? I call him a zoophagus, an eater of life. Eater of life? Many flies to a spider, many spiders to a sparrow. He eats the sparrows. The attendants are having difficulty, sir. I see the carter's men help from a great distance. He banged the carter's men up something wicked, sir. Hold his legs, sir. You think I'm practicing that minuet? Murderer! That's it, hold him. Robbers! Mr. Renfield. Mr. Renfield. They shan't rob me. They shan't murder me. I'll fight for my lord and master. There's nothing to be done with him. Get the straitjacket on him. Lord and master? Did you not say he eats life? It's beyond me, Professor. Only once before has he had a lord and master. Otherwise, only flies. You are the men the patient attacked? Attacked, is it? Murder is the word. There'll be actions and damages over this, I can tell you. Now, surely two strong carters like yourselves are in no great danger from a feeble, sick man. Well, not rightly speaking, Doctor. But then them boxes, as we was removing from Carfax, full of earth, is no lightweight. And if it wasn't for our strength being spent on them, we'd have made short work of him. Well, I'm sure it's thirsty work, and uh, perhaps... Well, I think you kindly, sir. And we uh, do sympathise with you and the poor gentleman, sir. They've got him, Doctor. Ah! My lord! My master! Will you desert me? All over. No hope. No hope unless I do it myself. Get him into his cell. And now the sun sets. You will come with me as you promise. Yes, yes. Why is Renfield suddenly so quiet? What's he staring at? Nothing that I can see, sir, but that they're backed, flying away into the sun. Van Helsing, we come into the graveyard like ghouls by night. Don't even know why. John, boy, all your life you have honored me. Now. Well, there's her two men. My God. My Lucy. Come. You can't open the door. The door will open. You see? Come. Oh, no. No, I can't. I want to remember her as she was. No. You are a doctor. You must know why she died. Even more so you may be revenged. Revenged? Come. How will you open the coffin? The coffin will open. Wait. Don't. You must see. Do you want to put me in a straitjacket beside Renfield? You must see. My God, man, that's Lucy in there. Don't you Is it? Please, 
I will show you. It is near dawn. We cannot have much longer now to wait. It's only that I spend my life with the mad that has kept me from leaving you hours ago with your gravestones. You will see. That last night, when your only treatment was to fill her room with garlic flowers. Great heavens. Garlic flowers. I knew you were going mad. And her mother, poor soul, she came and she removed the garlic flowers. My first suspicion, my last attempt to save you, Lucy. Her mother, she thinks the flowers by night not good. Ah. You say dawn. I give you till dawn because I hope to save a mind that has meant much to me. But when dawn... Look! <gasps> a woman. In nightdress. You see... She is carrying with her a sleeping child. What's she doing to it? This is the proof. Carefully observe her lips to the throat. Lucy! It's Lucy! She's alive! Lucy! No. I couldn't find her anywhere. She vanished. You wait by the door. She must come. The child is all right. You saw... Yes, but Lucy's alive. Alive! Oh, Lucy, she is dead. Only lives the body. Johnny! There, there she comes. Johnny! Lucy! Johnny, observe. Is it Lucy? Yes. Beautiful. Alive. Even more beautiful. Notice the blood-red lips, the teeth have altered. Somehow they almost protrude the eye teeth and the eyes red. She was drinking that child... Johnny! My arms are hungry for you. Oh, Lucy. Come, and we can rest together. Slowly, Lucy. Ah, this you do not like. And help a face. This you cannot pass. Return to your tomb, the sun it comes. Her face. See, she goes into her grave. Twisted with rage like an animal, like a fiend. What did you do? Ah, friend John, there is much here that you and I as men of science never have believed. Tonight, this, the crucifix, has been our salvation. My God. There was blood on her mouth. <laughs> Begging your pardon, Dr. Seward. What is it, Swales? There's a lady to see you, sir. She says her name Don't is... know. I never heard of her. I'm busy. I'm sorry, sir, but the lady was most insistent. Tell you I can't see her. Tell her to go away. Get out of here. Yes, sir. All right, Van Helsing. You've proved everything. Now what? To me, too, it is so difficult to believe. But we have seen. There are the living dead. Vampires. So fails us our science. To go upon, we have only tradition. Superstition. There is among us a vampire who works this evil. He does not sting and die, the vampire. He becomes more strong. He is of cunning more than mortal. For his cunning is the growth of ages through which he does not die. He is a brute. And he may command the brute, the rat, the owl, the bat, the wolf. His love is the living and his food is their blood. When his prey die, they too become the living dead, the vampire. Yes, Lucy. 
And how does tradition tell us we can deal with this? Tell me, and I'll do it. Good. I will tell you. I will show you. The grave diggers have gone. We are unobserved. Close the door. Tomb of the West India family. <laughs> if they knew. What's that? Give me the bag. If these others who sleep here knew the purpose to which their tomb is to be put. If they knew that one of their lovers. They have that to do which it must be done. Set up the lantern there and that other coffin so we may see to work. To work? Yes. And here, ready, the garlic flowers. What was that? A dog. <laughs> what are you laughing at, Don Elsie? I was thinking of my friend in his Holland greenhouse who sent me these flowers. Strange medicine. What for? When we are done, we lay them in the grave to make intolerable the grave to the vampire who must ever by day return to it. So Lucy may never be at rest. You forget then she will not be vampire. Open the coffin. I... Open the coffin. We must bring to her peace. Yes. Oh, this strange, terrifying beauty. Is this really Lucy? Are those the lips I kissed? It is, and it is not. Do not think. You are still willing? Yes. No one else has the right or the duty. I'm ready. Then in the bag you will find what you need. Yes. The mallet. The pointed wooden stake. You are very methodical. Not think, just do. Take them. Yes. I... The stake. Where? The heart. The heart. The heart. Through the heart, right through, and she will have peace. Now take up the mallet. The, the mallet. Yes. No, this is wrong. I should be the one. No, she is mine. No one will do this to her but me. My God, how I loved her. Remember, her career has just begun. Those children, they are not yet so much the worse. If she live on, undead, by her power over them, they come to her. They become as her. But if she die in truth, then all cease. The tiny wounds from the throat disappear. The children play, not knowing of this. And the soul of the poor lady whom we love shall be free. Yes. And yes. perhaps she will know it is his hand that freed her. The hand of him that loved her best. Now, let it be done. Eternal rest give to her, O oh Lord, and let perpetual light shine upon her. Oh, dear God, I can't. Do we do it, will you leave her in torment? The just shall be in everlasting remembrance. She shall not fear the evil hearing. <laughs> Absolve, O oh Lord, the souls of all the faithful departed from every bond of sin. <laughs> and by the help of thy grace, let her be found worthy to escape the sentence of vengeance and to enjoy the full beatitude of the light eternal. Master, 
Master, I await you, Lord and Master. I am here to serve you, Lord Master. Remember me. Now then, what's all this, Mr. Renfield? Why not play with your little sparrows and give us a rest? I've eaten them. They're nothing to me. Let me, if you will, sir, enjoy a moment of Dr. Seward's inestimable company. The doctor's sick today, and if you ask me, I don't blame him. Shame on you, Mr. Renfield. All those nice, pleasant little sparrows, so chipper and friendly. Ah, madam, I am honored indeed. Now what? What incomparable elegance, what gentle, dainty charm. Why, thank you, Mr. Renfield. I do my best to keep up appearances. Uh, I refer, insolent rogue, to the lady behind you. Oh, uh, <laughs> ladies are always following me about. Are you Dr. Seward? Oh, bless me. It's you again. Yes, it's me again, and the doctor can't see you. And how did you get in? I walked in, and I must see Dr. Seward. It's about my husband. His mind... Some disorder. It, it haunts me. It terrifies me. You must let me see him. Rogue, would you let a lady weep? All right. I'll ask him again, Mum. John, friend John. You're feeling better, perhaps? Possibly you should to your bed return another sedative. No, no, no. So little we know. I have learned... The first time when he enter a house, he must receive invitation. But his cunning. We must trace each detail in the case of poor Lucy. What do you watch so intently? Nothing. Go on. Each moment of her life, from the moment of the first sign, the paleness, the dreams, the throat wounds, this we must trace and study for some, some clue. What do you do with the pistol, friend John? This. Friend John, what is this? In the window of his black, ugly wings spread out, there was a bat. Ah, a bat. Dr. Seward, Dr. Seward, are you all right, sir? Quite all right, thank you, Swills. I just shot a bat. Dr. Seward. Swills, who is this young lady? I'm sorry, sir, I heard the shot. She would follow me. Dr. Seward, I believe it is not considered quite fashionable to point at a gentlewoman with a pistol. What? Oh, your pardon. What is it you want? Dr. Seward, it's about my husband. And your reputation has brought me to it. What about your husband? He's perfectly sane. And he insists he's insane. That's refreshing. The world is full of people perfectly insane, insisting they're sane. Please, Dr. Seward. It really is driving both of us out of our minds. He had some terrible experience he won't speak of. He was ill a long time. And now... Oh, you must help us, Dr. Seward. Prove to him he isn't unbalanced. Friend John, there is no bat here, shot at or otherwise. Dr. Seward, please. What's your name? Mrs. Harker. Mrs. Jonathan Harker. I didn't mind the train down to Perfleet, but the carriage, the sound of those wheels, the horse's hoofs. Oh, Jonathan, darling, we'll be there in a minute. Unbearable, unbearable. Oh, darling, please. Dr. Seward will help you. You'll see. But you'll have to let him have that sealed journal. Oh, yes. Yes, I know you're right, Mino. We have to settle this, and the journal is part of it. Oh, Jonathan, now that you're facing this, everything will be right. Dear, lovely Mina, so good to me, so patient. No, no, darling, I'm not. I love you, that's all. Even as I am, tormented with the certainty no, of... No, no, darling, sweetheart. There's nothing certain about it except that you've been ill, and you'll be better. And there's nothing wrong with your mind. 
Do you think I could love and marry someone whose mind... What is it? Do you hear it? What? You must hear it. Tell me, tell me, Mina, that you hear it too. Jonathan, what? Do you mean the music? Oh. Yes, I... I meant the music. It's only a gypsy camp out there by the road. Only a gypsy camp? Take me to your doctor of Melbourne. Lock me up. Well, Dr. Seward, you've read it. I haven't even allowed Mina here to see it. All those experiences, they're real to me. Everything's so real. Well? Well, Doctor? Oh, Lord, I see myself hanging above the ghastly abyss, climbing, climbing. None of it possible but the brain fever in the Budapest Hospital. I know it happened, therefore I must have a madness in me. Doctor, please, say something. Van Helsing! Doctor! Van Helsing! Swell! Swell, you rascal! Yes, Doctor. What is it, Van Helsing, get him in here. Now, this instant. Hurry, hurry. What are you standing there for? Love me. Yes. Yes, indeed, at once. For the love of heaven, Doctor! Now, listen. You two are moving into my quarters here. You, Mr. Harker, are going to tell me everything you know about this, this Count Dracula. Every contact you gave him, every solicitor's name, every small detail you can rip up from your memory. Is that to be part of the treatment? Treatment? (laughs) Jonathan Harker, you're as sane as I or the great Van Helsing himself. We need you, Jonathan Harker. And we're going to war. War? Yes, war on Dracula. Mr. Renfield, you have made yourself very difficult with your insistence when I'm exceedingly busy. What is it you wish, sugar for flies? Dr. Seward... I am in full possession of my faculties. I must beg of you to release me. If that is true, in time, Mr. Renfield. No, sir, now. This request is not of first consequence to myself, but to the health, the welfare, the very lives of others. Why do you wish to leave, Mr. Renfield? What reasons? If I tell you that, it will convince you only of my undoubted madness. What can I say? You have answered for me, Mr. Renfield. Perhaps I can serve you in some other fashion. What can I say? You will, I trust, Dr. Seward, do me the justice to bear in mind later on that I did what I could to convince you tonight. And now, gentlemen, and dear lady of whom we have become so fond. Thank you, Dr. Van Helsing. Now we are ready to begin to act. But we deal with one which has survived many centuries, and we must assume many attacks. We must not fail. We won't. He drove me to madness. He won't do that again to any other. I'm cold. Mina's not well today. It has been a strain for such a gentle one. This scarf seems hardly enough. I'll borrow a coat. Take mine, of course. We know that in life he was a brilliant man, a descendant of Attila the Hun. We know, too, from our studies... He must be the Count Dracula who did his army abandon to the Turkish slaughter and did homeward flee to raise a new force and try again. And we know from Jonathan that he's at Carfax. Carfax, next door. That is if our move's the next. Is he there? We will see. Please, be careful. Last night, I... I dreamed... Let him be careful now.
27, 28, 29, 30. There were 50. So these then are the boxes, the coffins, with the earth of his own grave, the vampire lair, and each coffin a lair. Did you hear something? No. It plays upon my nerves, this ruined old house. The dark shadows, the stone walls, the coffins. It's Castle Dracula again. It is well to be cautious. Our enemy not only has a magic cunning, he has the strength of 20 men. And whereas our windpipes are of the common kind, we cannot hurt him if he can hurt us. He is dead. Well, Helsing, we've seen those boxes before. Yes, friend John. An uncommon vampire, this Dracula. So wily as to provide himself somewhere in London with 20 ways of escape and of hiding beside this old house's headquarters. It's our friend Jonathan here who must show us how to trace them through the solicitors, the shippers and carters who unknowingly transported these terrible things. Renfield! Renfield attacked those carters! Renfield? Yes. Yes, Lord and Master was his car. Renfield knows something about this. We've got to see him. I thought I saw a face. Where? There, in the shadows. The highlights of his face, the high ridge of the nose, the red lips, the red eyes, the awful color. There's nothing there. Listen! him, Doctor, just a few minutes back, as I was coming round to light the lamps, the window bars torn open, the door flung into the corridor, and the poor old loony... Jacket, take off the straitjacket. There is no straitjacket, Mr. Renfield. Poor devil smashed about like that. You must arouse him. He must talk. Brandy. Swells, Randy in my office. Brandy. Mr. Renfield, tell us... The, the dogs howled, and the bats came in the mist. He stood at my window as before. His eyes were fierce, like a man's were mad. He laughed with his red mouth. The white teeth tinted in the moonlight. I was angry. Before he sent the flies, the great fat one, with steel and sapphire on their wings, all lives, all red blood, with years of life in it. All these lives and more will I give you through countless ages if you fall down and worship me. I invite him in. Come in, Lord and Master. Enter. <laughs> he laughs. He's in my room. Then I know it is next to be the young lady of charm. I am a madman. Let me have a madman's strength. Yes, 
Lord and Master, I gave you the chest. I gave you... Renfield? Renfield? He's dead. There's no doubt how. I tried to get the brandy. Poor old loony. He was a decent sort in his way. Friend John. Yes? What did he say? It is next to be the young lady of charm? Mrs. Harker. Mina. Oh, heaven, Mina! Your skin is the snow. Your throat as soft as the quivering rabbit. Cold. I'm in with ice. I have kissed you. And I will kiss you again. I will come again and kiss again. Cold. Cold. Shall we warm your dream? Beautiful one, you too will kiss, place your lips, your pale lips to my throat, they will be rich again, your blood will be my blood, my blood will be your blood. You will know in your blood that I will come again and you will seek me forever. John to return. Through the shippers, the cottage men, we have traced each coffin to its hiding place. We have polluted each with the garlic flower and sanctified each with the holy crucifix. Now he has only Carfax. We will there catch him by daylight helpless. Unless Dr. Seward found him in his coffin in the Piccadilly house. Unless. Otherwise, I could wish friend John would hurry. It goes late and each night is a terror. I'm cold. I'm not well. What precautions can we take? Each must have the protecting crucifix. I place it to your forehead, Jonathan. And Mina, I touch it to yours. <gasps> what? Mina, don't be afraid. All he did was touch the cross to Her forehead. It Look. Mina! Not now, Swell. Not now. Take care of it yourself. Van Helsing? Burned. Burned. Burned into her forehead. A brand. Van Helsing. Jonathan. Mina. Did you find him? Only the coffins. I fixed them right enough, but... Then I went over to Carfax. You should have waited. I, too, have a score to settle. There were only 29. Somehow he has removed one sometime in the night. Now we have no way to trace him. Escaping. He is escaping. 
darkness, the smell of earth, wagon wheels. What did she say? I want to follow. I want to go. Look what he's done to her, my lovely. The marks of a vampire on her poor throat. We must all keep together always. What is the story? When in life he abandoned to the slaughter his helpless people and fled home to try again? It's going to a seaport to go home, to start over. Come, all of us. We must together go to make the last desperate fight against this monster. Where to? If necessary, to Transylvania. To Castle Dracula. May God give him into my hands just long enough to destroy that earthly life. If beyond it I could send his soul forever and ever to a burning hell, I would do it. Dracula in his coffin. We've got him. We must do this quickly. The sun is low. What are you going to do? Ashmina, darling, we've got him now. What? And John, I think you especially have the right. I know just what to do. Thus, let me remind you all that this is not vengeance. We set to rest the human soul. Whatever it is, I'm ready. If you want to pray for him, start praying. For me, every blow will be for Lucy. What he made me do with her too. How his eyes burn with what ferocious rage out of the coffin. Don't look at him. That was my mistake. Just do it. Ah, yes, yes. Now the sun is low and soon it will be too late. Now... Eternal rest give to him, O Lord. And let perpetual light shine upon him. your throat. The marks of the vampire are washed away. Stage 49, item 30. Dracula by Bram Stoker. Dramatized for radio by George Salverson was produced and directed by Andrew Allen with an original musical score composed and conducted by Lucio Agostini. Starred as Count Dracula, Lorne Green, as Jonathan Harker, Alan King, with Lister Sinclair as Van Helsing, Bud Knapp as Dr. Seward, Maver Moore as Renfield, Alice Hill as Mina, Aileen Seaton as Lucy, Diane Foster as the Vampire, and Eric Christmas as Swales. The others, Tommy Tweed, Doug Haskins, Murray Westgate, Frosia Gregory... Marcia Diamond, and Lloyd Bachner. Sound by Fred Tudor and Alan Gilroy. Technical operation by Bruce Armstrong. Stage 49 is from Toronto. Elwood Glover speaking. This is the Trans-Canada Network of the Canadian Broadcasting Corporation.